the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Situation Report where we do our very best and we do our best, but it's it's sometimes difficult to give you the information you need to navigate an ever-changing culture and we're right in the middle of a cultural shift. And a lot of people, I think, are asking the question, where do we go from here? My name is Jeremy Stolnicker here with Chad Robichaux and uh, we've got a great guest on today. But Chad, this is, um, man, this is a time we're all looking around going, what do we do now? Well, we should know. I mean, we just was waiting for 2020 to be over, right? So yeah. 2020, <laughs> everything's going to be fine now. Right. Yeah. January 1st was what everybody was looking forward to. And uh, I think everything's going to be good, but it's not. Not so much. <laughs> it's not so much. <laughs> the fact that uh, uh, it only looks like you know, it's going to be an even rougher year for uh, for most of us, most people that would agree with uh, some of the values that you and sure. I have. Right. And, uh, you know, I think one of the things that we we're looking at is, is a media that's totally array. Uh, that's just, you know, po- political activists. And so we have a very little limited information on what's true and what's not true. I mean, even, you know, even as conservative, I've had to tell some people, some of my conservative friends, hey, t- tone it down because there's so much stuff that's yeah, coming that's not right, true. Right. You can't even tell what is what is true and, and what's not. And on the, and on the left, you have, uh, you know, every mainstream media outlet that's uh, just really shielding us from truth and having their own agendas. It's been, it's been a very confusing time. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it leads you to believe, like, how do we get the information we need? That's right. Uh, what's next for our country? Um, you know, me being a conservative and someone that loves our Constitution, you know, do we have a party that represents right. do, represents us? You know, all these topics are things that I just really, yeah. I'm struggling with. And I know everyone I speak to feels like they're struggling with. Yeah, and, and I think instead of, just saying we're struggling, we need to then ask the question, well, what can we do? And that's part of why this show exists, is to to answer some of those questions. Uh, the other day I was thinking through some of this, and, and I feel like, you know, when you go to combat, and we've both been in combat, um, both served as Marines, the first time you're in a firefight, it's it's a an out-of-body, crazy experience because your entire life you're told you shouldn't shoot at someone, they shouldn't shoot back at you. And it's just this weird... Especially a, especially a ladder, they shouldn't shoot back at you. They should not shoot back at you. <laughs> That's really bad. But when it happens, so you end up in this firefight and people start shooting back at you. Yeah. And you go, this shouldn't happen. And it feels a little bit like that right now. We find ourselves in a war. We know we're in a war. And they're shooting back at us. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's not supposed to happen. Well, it is supposed to happen. Right. Because that's what happens in war. But so the question I mean, is, how do we navigate what's happening right you're, now? You're right. Though. It doesn't feel real. Like, what's happening? It doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel real. And I'm sure, you know, like I said, I, I, I'm a conservative. I think anybody that knows me and listening probably knows I'm a conservative. But I would, I would, I would say that it's probably, it's probably fair to say that people on the other side that don't agree with me probably feel the same way. Yeah, I even, think we're even, all looking at it, going, saying, "What's going on? What's going on?" Yeah, yeah. Even, even people who you know want Biden to be president and and are sitting there, you know, re- celebrating Biden being president, they probably feel like this. This is just a time that doesn't seem real right now. Yeah. And so, how do we, how do we move forward out of this? How do we move forward? And you know, there are a lot of voices right now, as you mentioned. 
but one of the great things that's come out of the last year have been independent media voices. Yes. Uh, men and women who are out there on the ground reporting, sometimes with a cell phone, uh, with a better camera, telling us what's actually going on. Journalists. Journalists. They still exist. Who are doing what journal- journalists <laughs> yeah, are supposed to do. Yeah. Turn on uh, you know, mainstream media yeah. and you're going to realize that this isn't journalism, but Journalism does still exist. That's right. Uh, as much as we don't think it is, but it's within independence. Yeah. And we've got a great uh, independent journalist with us today, James Kloop. James is a contributor and political commentator at Newsmax TV. Um, primarily, we were just talking about this a minute ago, producing content for uh, YouTube and other outlets, but um, often on Newsmax, field reporter covering some of the craziest moments of 2020 and now, as I'm sure he'll help us understand, even 2021, <laughs> 2021, uh, dealing with one right now. Uh, and this has spilled over from one year into the next. And uh, James, this is a big question. A lot of people are really trying to grapple with this. Where do we go from here? Um, so we're going to jump into the first question in just a second, but give us a little bit of your background and, and how you went from content creation to really putting yourself in the middle of, of riots and all the craziness that's been happening. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys, thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Um, you know, it kind of all started actually on YouTube. I was doing YouTube videos, talking to protesters uh, a couple of years ago, just asking them questions, kind of figuring out why they are there and, and how, how fact-based their arguments were kind of looking into it, diving into it. And that was kind of a natural progression to other types of YouTube content and then ultimately uh, covering, you know, riots, protests, everything like that. And there's kind of that that empty area there where mainstream media, I mean, they don't want to take the risk of going there. People don't want to go there. People don't want to film these things happening because it's maybe scary, dangerous, whatever it may be. And uh, that was just an open opportunity for, for me to kind of expose the truth on situations that don't have much light shed on them. Right. So. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of uh, unknowns for conservatives right now, but I want to I want to look at the media particularly. What do you think has motivated a shift from traditional journalism to partisan political activism that we see on both sides? Yeah, and that's that's a fantastic question because um, when it comes down to it, ultimately these companies, these organizations, they're looking for the ratings. And what helps is absolutely just being a complete, and for a lack of a better term, a complete partisan hack when it comes to reporting. Now, for what for my reporting, when it comes to reporting, because I do have conservative content stuff like that, but when it comes to reporting, you know, it is disingenuous to to paint a picture for people at home that are just trying to get the news, just trying to figure out what's going on. It's disingenuous to make the picture different when it comes to Antifa versus Proud Boys or whatever it may be. I'll cover events. Uh, the same, whether it be the Capitol building or uh, a riot for BLM or Antifa. And I think ultimately when it comes down to it, yeah, it's the ratings. It pushes, it gives people a financial incentive to be as radical as possible to where now you have CNN still saying that they are bipartisan objective news, Mm -hmm. but they're saying, you know, white Americans are terrorists, crazy stuff that we've actually heard them say the past a couple months kind of grouping in painting Trump supporters in basically with with one broad uh, brushstroke yeah, saying right. that they're on the same team as the KKK. Well, where were they saying that when Antifa and BLM were burning down cities with with the left in this country? They sure. weren't they weren't you know, they were ba- making sure that they were picking who and what was the problem. They were being as specific as possible. But when it comes to the, the right in this country, it's just a generalization. 
uh, one of the, you know, again, the big, the big topic kind of guiding our discussion right now is where do we go from here? And one of the reasons we wanted to talk to you specifically was because you've done a good job breaking through um, the censorship, breaking through the media bias, breaking through some of those things. But honestly, as we go forward, knowing what's happening is critical to to voting, to you know, conservative activism, and all these things that are going to be necessary to move our uh, you know our positions, whether it's on on life or the economy or whatever immigration these issues. In order to move these things forward, we have to know what's going on. Okay, so the question in that for you, who's doing it, is how do we make our voice heard? How do we get our positions to be known and understood? Uh, we're talking about deplatforming and all this other stuff we see going on. How do we work around that? What's the future for that? How do we go forward from here? Since most of us have relatively intelligent positions, <laughs> I mean, what we're saying is not perfect, but it is thought out. It's not the KKK. It's not, you know, all of these things we're being characterized as. How do we get out in front of that? Uh, you know, you've done it, but how can other people do that? So I think there's two parts to that. There's the cultural kind of approach that that the right needs to take in this country when it comes to uh, allowing information to get out there and whatnot. And then there's also the uh, independent journalist part, the media part, all that stuff. So I'll, I'll, I'll touch on the, the the cultural part really quick because obviously, uh, you know, politics is downstream from culture. When it comes to who dominates the media in this country, who dominates Hollywood, who dominates education, who dominates literally everything, every single major part of our culture it is the left and it's not just like 85 percent. it's like 95 percent in a lot of these situations where the media is dominating absolutely conservatives need to if they're in college or they're listening to this and they have a, a son or daughter that's going to college or something you know get involved in tech we need more conservatives in tech get involved in journalism we need more conservatives in journalism and even entertainment things like that that actually guide the direction of this country and the reason why the left is so dominant in the media is because the culture allows for it. They don't have Hollywood calling them out. They don't have tech censoring them. They don't have any of this stuff. So that's the first part. And that's a major, major factor here in allowing conservative or it's it's almost not even conservative news now. It's kind of just, it, it's almost like just anything that's not crazy, right? Just, just <laughs> facts and that's it. Like that's what we get out there. Uh, but when it comes down to where do we go now in in, in journalism and reporting, um, I encourage people. You want to go maybe that journalism route or that that media route. There is a cultural, and then there is a media approach. They kind of conflate. But as for the cultural approach, you know, if you are going to college or you have a daughter or son that's going to college, encourage them to get involved in in whether it be journalism, whether it be tech, whether it be uh, any uh, academia, any of these things that the left absolutely dominates. And we're not talking about like a small number that the left dominates right. by. We're talking, you know, 90% sure. in this country when it comes to these incredibly important areas. And the reason why I bring up this cultural part is because these groups, tech, Hollywood, all these groups, they, they have a, a cultural impact when it comes to letting the media get away with stuff. So there can be a crazy report generalizing all Trump supporters as KKK members. All of these groups don't do anything about it yeah. because they're dominated by the left in this country. Now, no when it comes to uh, absolutely, exactly, there's no accountability and, and people with massive influence have a lot of they're able to shed a lot of light on situations that they dislike. So we need more conservatives. We need and it's, it doesn't mean that every single conservative that enters 
uh, entertainment is going to is going to be successful. But it does mean that we have more at bats and more opportunities be, to to have uh, big names in these sure. industries. People, that, you know, the next people that that make the next big app. All of these things. We just need more opportunities to get conservatives into these fields that are dominated by the left. Now, when it comes to the media, the media is kind of a different approach because obviously the mainstream media dominates. Or sorry, my bad. Democrats dominate the mainstream media. They're around, I mean, depending on which figure you look at, it's around 90% of, of, yeah. of Democrats that are in these fields. We need, um, we, you know, the, the right in this, in this country, we, we've, we've needed to go to social media. That's where you see people like me that do street reporting and, and, and whatnot. And when it comes to where do we go next? Well, we need more people in journalism. We need more people in entertainment and, and, and uh, media. And I encourage people all the time. You know, get involved in, in street reporting. Maybe it's your thing. Maybe you want to go do interviews. Maybe you want to go interview business owners about how the lockdowns have affected their lives. We need more people on the right there and more level-headed people, right? The people that that feel like they have something good to say that are that are, that are dedicated to the facts. Because that's another problem as well. Is when it, when we turn to social media, we also uh, it's kind of the wild west a little bit for the right. Mm. And so, what we need more than everything right now, more than anything right now, is individuals that are getting involved in the media getting involved that are are dedicated to facts i wanted to take a minute to let our audience know about the work that we do through an incredible veterans nonprofit called the mighty oaks foundation many of our nation's warriors struggle with the hardships of military service and reintegration back into civilian life often they leave broken homes in their aftermath and comprise one of the most at-risk groups for suicide with over 20 veterans who take their lives every single day. Mighty Oaks tackles this critical issue with our faith-based peer-to-peer resiliency and recovery programs offered at no cost to our honored servicemen and women at beautiful ranches across the United States. Mighty Oaks has one of the highest success rates of any program available anywhere. Visit MightyOaksPrograms.org to learn more about how you can make a direct impact in the lives of our servicemen and women to help them find a new life purpose through hope in Christ. Again, that's MightyOaksPrograms.org. Witnessing the transformation that these men and women go through is absolutely incredible. There are no words to describe seeing warriors restored to the lives they were created to live, changing their legacies for eternity. Your support is needed now more than ever and will ensure that our programs are here for our warriors who are in desperate need. Again, the website is MightyOaksPrograms.org. It seems like at, at every level, too, this is one thing I think has been an awakening even in my mind is your school board actually matters. So get involved in that. Right. And the local, level. the local level, it matters. And, and that's the kind Absolutely. of stuff we've always said, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can't just worry about the White House. Right. And the federal, <laughs> federal what's happening in the federal government. Right. But the cultural aspect of that, man, what a great place to start before you get to the media, before you can impact that. We've got to change the conversation and that starts with getting involved. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's kind of why I bring up those two things right there is, is um, you know, and, and, and another one, one quick point that I wanted to make really quick was there is so much at stake in this country now. Mm. Back in the day, you ask anyone that's that's 60 years old, maybe 70 years old, they would say, I didn't really care who, who was in office or I didn't really care about that because it didn't actually make that much of a difference. Well, in 2021, the country, when it comes to the right and left, they do, in many cases, they do want the same thing, but also in many cases, it's a 180. Anti-gun, pro-gun, anti-abortion, pro-abortion. Pro 
um, whether it be anti-constitution, pro-constitution, right, 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 right. free speech, right. all of this stuff. So there's there's such a major difference in this country now that the stakes are higher than ever. And that's why I brought up the facts part. If we're going right. to be getting involved, we have to be those the better voice to win over folks on the center yeah, and center right in this country. That's great. Yeah, you're so right. The stakes are never been higher. And I think I think with that, I think right now in our country, so many people are left confused. Uh, I, I would have said, Jim, that I, my whole life I probably would have said I was a Republican, probably because culturally I was raised as a Republican and I aligned. As I became an adult, I began to realize I aligned with Republican values. But over the last few years, I think I've realized that more than a Republican, I'm a conservative, and more importantly than that, I'm a, I believe in the constitutional values of this country. And and I, I think right now, and my question is, is the Republican Party so fractured that people like me will never have confidence in it again? And and where does where do we move forward for people that do value the Constitution more than they care about what party they're part of? Yeah, so this is this is the tough question is 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 this party still salvageable? Can we can we still move forward with the Republican Party? I know many people feel as though the Republican Party has let them down. And I think that feeling is actually kind of similar on the both the left and right. A lot of people sure. on the left, uh, they feel let down and not represented by their party because perhaps they want Bernie Sanders or something like that. And the, and the right in this country, really, we it's kind of funny. The right doesn't really ask for that much. Just leave us alone. Right. Keep our taxes low. <laughs> yeah. um, right. And, and, and quit like changing things for the worse. Right. Um, and when it comes to our party for, for a very long time, up until Donald Trump, I mean, I'm, I'm sure many listeners are, are thinking the same thing. Up until Donald Trump, it's been a pretty lame party. You know, they don't do much. Uh, they, they're the party of no, but they also aren't the party of, of undoing things and going back to uh, the way our Constitution had, had intended things to be. So they're, they're, they basically say no, but once something gets passed, they don't do anything to, to, to stop it or undo it. Right. And when it comes to where our party's going, I, I do think that we have a new movement that I, I think Donald Trump, even if you guys look at Ted Cruz, you know, Ted Cruz yeah. kind of used to be a boring figure. I think Donald Trump battle harder than a couple politicians <laughs> yeah. to actually yeah. get them. They're, they're not that afraid to speak their minds now. And, and it, you, you can literally see that change with Ted Cruz. It's kind of funny to look at. And now he looks like a total, uh, you know, awesome guy cruising around. <laughs> um, like he's even, he even looks different. Yeah, he's in the beard now, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he looks he looks hard. Um, but <laughs> but uh, I, I do think that we have a lot of um, good politicians that are going to be coming up. I think that I think that a lot of people have seen the need, and, and wherever there's opportunity, you know, you're going to get people filling the spot. Hopefully, those people are like I was just saying, fact based and and, and really. Uh, legit politicians, because now more than ever, we need those. Um, I'm more in favor of, I think, maybe some sort of reform instead of basically getting the party to be splitting. I think it yeah. could uh, po possibly uh, lose us some uh, elections when it comes down to people just completely rejecting the Republican Party. There, There is downside to that, right? Sure. And, and I think that's exactly what the left wants is the left is like, oh, yeah, you guys are going to split. You guys, are not, you guys are having infighting. Excellent. Perfect. I mean, that's sure. that's good for them. Um, so absolutely. I, I think I think we need to be focused more on reform, getting getting these these rhinos out of out of office and not just getting them out, but replacing them with someone that actually represents the people, represents conservatives, not just Republicans. And a lot of people, they're just politicians with the with the uh, Republican badge by their name. And that's literally all they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
if you could uh, pull out the crystal ball there in your hotel room um, <laughs> and look two years down the road, uh, this is the question I think a lot of us are, are asking is, what does the last you know couple of months, what does that do to the midterms? Um, do we get it back? So this is conversations I've had recently. I think we've had this. Even the other day we were talking to somebody and they said, well, the, the midterms, that's going to get it back for us. We'll get the House. We'll get the Senate. Yeah, I'm like, if only votes counted. Yeah, if only votes counted. If only we could <laughs> yeah. count on our votes. What do if you think all of this is going to do to uh, to the midterm election? The Republicans come back strong. Do they do what you just said? Or um, are we in for a long, hard slog before something changes? Yeah, I think there's there's probably two factors there. Uh, one, um, obviously, the consequences of, of the Democrats' actions in office, but but two would be media coverage. So I'll, I'll, I'll touch on the Democrats' actions, uh, depending on how aggressive and how much the Biden administration gets, uh, the more people realize, oh, this is not good. Historically yeah. speaking, there's always kind of a backlash after uh, a presidency when it comes to the, the uh, when it comes to Congress. And um, as for uh, fracking, as for promises made to minority communities in this country. I know BLM's outraged with the Biden administration. I'm like, you know, you guys, I, I told you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I've, been, I've been telling you for a while now. Uh, this guy hasn't done very much, but um, there are Ga- a handful of gas things prices. That, Some simple, like, ga- simple things like gas prices. Exactly. Simple things just like that. And, and Americans take notice. And, and that's when, you know, it, as soon as Americans get upset or angry, Anger is an incredibly strong driving force to the polls when it comes to voting and all that. So uh, we could see uh, some some backlash. And, and I, you know, for the for the just for the health of this nation, I hope that we do just because I prefer gridlock over anything when it sure. comes to uh, things just not changing. Hey, we can have a Democrat president, Democrat Senate, maybe or sorry, Democrat um, uh, Senate. Yeah, Senate, maybe House. But, uh, you know, having all those, they're able to pretty much do whatever they want. So I think that they will get things passed, like uh, maybe a lighter version of a Green New Deal. I think that I think the Democrats will want to pursue um, statehood for Washington, D.C., adding to, a- adding senator senators and basically, quote, packing the Senate to make sure that the Republicans basically don't hold the Senate ever again. Um, they're also trying to do the same thing with Puerto Rico. But. You know, there, there are a lot of negatives. We'll see how much they're getting away with and we'll see what the backlash is like. Also, I want to touch my next point, which was the media. A big reason, you know, you know, you guys, I'm talking to people in the street. I've talked to thousands of people this last year and a lot of people, the media, it, it's, it's almost like, yes, sure. Don, Donald Trump had some rhetoric that people didn't like, but the media cranks the volume up to 11. So not yeah. only are you aware of it, you hear about it every single day. The same thing's not going to happen under a Biden administration. We've already seen them throwing softballs. And part of the, quote, chaos under Donald Trump was actually probably almost all of it was the media's outrage culture that they decided to develop under his presidency. We're not going to be seeing that. So that is that the, the media has a major influence over getting people to go out and vote and panicking them and freaking them out. And, you know, that that is one thing that if the left isn't getting too much done, but still, you know, decent amount of damage, but the media is keeping calm. The average person at home that's just not following politics, the average person at home is like, oh, things seem calmer under Biden. Well, there's a reason for that. The media is making sure it's calmer. The media is making sure that the outrage isn't there. And there's a benefit to that for them. Yeah. And that all goes back to what you were saying earlier. We need to get involved and people need to get the message out. Uh, James, thanks so much, man. I, I know you've been super busy and taking time for us. Where can people who are listening or watching uh, follow you and the work that you're doing? 
Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for having me. Um, you guys, youtube.com slash James Klug. Also James Klug on social media platforms. Uh, go ahead and check me out uh, on there. I have a lot of great uh, debate videos with folks on the left. We've debated everyone, Antifa, BLM, you know, Women's March protesters, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but also just great protest and riot coverage as well, just to keep you informed on what's going on, stuff that the media is not showing you. Beautiful, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, be safe. You, thanks for being out there doing that, man. You know, be safe out there. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. Another great conversation, as always. So thankful for the perspective of someone like James, who uh, this isn't theory to him. In fact, if you're watching the video, maybe you're listening to it, but if you watch the video, uh, he's sitting in a hotel room, having just really dealt with a lot of what we're talking about here, and he's on the road. And uh, thankful for that perspective. But a lot was said. I want to give you today's situation report. Some takeaways that you can use as you move forward. The first one from this conversation, which is no secret to anyone, is that mainstream media have really become activists. They become political activists primarily, and James said this several times, uh, roughly 90% of those in the mainstream media would identify themselves as Democrats. We need to know that. That's not evil or bad, but it's a truth and it's something we need to understand. We are not getting objective media when we turn on the news. That's one thing. The next thing we talked about, and probably the most important thing we talked about, is really what can we do about that? Uh, James gave two very clear paths forward, and those need to work together. The first one is personally. Personally, we can get involved culturally to change the conversation. We need to get involved in what's happening in our communities. We need to get involved in politics to change the conversation instead of standing back, letting things happen, and then complaining about what's happening. Get involved. And then on the media side, uh, he made this very clear. People need to do what I'm doing. <laughs> they need to go out on the street. They need to interview. They need to start a YouTube channel. They need to do their best to get the truth out for people to consume. And that is so critical. The last thing we talked about was uh, the upcoming election and all that is taking place right now and all that will take place. I say upcoming. Uh, we're looking at the midterm elections. How is what just happened going to impact the midterm elections? And again, it depends primarily on two things. Uh, what will the Democratic Party do with the time that they have and how much of the information about what they're doing will be known by the population at large? And that comes right back to us. How are we going to get involved? What are we going to do to get the message out there? Let's get involved. Let's change the conversation. And that is your situation report. Thank you for watching or listening. Another great show and look forward to having you back with us next week. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn. 
With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.